Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is going to be episode 46, where we're going to field some questions from Reddit of all places. So you say you came across some questions, Anoop. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily questions towards us but more questions that people give out to the rest of the world. And we figured we would try to answer them and uh, give our opinion, not only on the question itself, but some of the responses from the people. And if those of you that aren't familiar with Reddit, Reddit is a social media platform like many others, but what makes Reddit unique is that it's anonymous. So people, you don't have to necessarily feel judged but everybody judges each other super hard because it is anonymous. <laughs> but at least it's not like they don't know it's you. They're not judging you based on you. It's more just your response. Mm. Is that a good description of Reddit? For people? Yeah. Do you I even mean, use Reddit, dude, Arturo? if you're listening to a podcast and don't know what Reddit is, I'd be stunned. Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe. But I'm, you'd be surprised. I don't know. I feel like there's some Twitter people, some Facebook people, Instagram. I feel like I'm a Reddit person like i like yeah reddit, so. there's probably some older people that don't know what reddit is okay all right yeah so one of the threads that i saw today it was in the let's see and there's different subreddits on reddit so there'll be nfl nba politics world news and there's many for fighting so like whenever i'm telling you guys that i'm watching fights or fights are coming up they're always coming up in my feed under documented fights or fighting porn, like just street fights. And so this one actually was slightly different because this was in a subreddit called Too Afraid to Ask. And it was, I am a physically small woman. How should I defend myself if I ever get attacked by a man? And I've actually seen a few of these threads where it's women being like, hey, I don't want to be sexist, but I'm terrified of men. And I'm a smaller woman. How could I even defend myself against a man? So this was her. This was the person that wrote it. Is my only option a gun? But I would rather not use a gun as that may cause legal problems outside of the U.S. I'm not from the U.S., so I'd rather not use the gun at all. Mm. What other options do I have if I ever get attacked by a bigger guy? I know for sure I can't fight them off physically. I can't even fight off other women. By defend myself, I mean, how will I get away from this guy with no physical damage to myself done by the guy? I have a lot of anxiety from this thought. Any advice is appreciated. And I'd like to add, like, there are lots of numbers of women that have reported being sexually assaulted or intimidated mm -hmm. or threatened. They've done plenty of studies with physical strength and just like grip strength. And they often show that even the strongest women tend to be just a little bit stronger than the weakest men. And I think sometimes movies and TV throw us off. So I like that this girl is like a little realistic. I hate the show, The Equalizer on CBS. I don't watch it, but in the commercial, it's Queen Latifah. She's the equalizer. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this old woman the fucking equalizer, you know? But yeah, basically, should I, do you want to just give your opinion first on how she should defend herself or should I read sure. some of the I, 
I would unpack that question with her last sentence. She has a lot of anxiety about it. She obviously does if she's thinking about this stuff. And like, I think that's where you need to attack the problem first and foremost, because I think most cases of sexual assault are from someone you know. So to be afraid of every male you might encounter or see could be more of like your own psychosis. Like most encounters are not going to end up in an attack. And I'm not saying that's not something to prepare for, but like if it's causing you this great anxiety, I think you should probably address that first. Now, I do think maybe training in something might help to ease that anxiety. And she even mentioned like a gun. She's like, you know, I don't want to be my first option. I'm like, it's your best option, I would say. But if you want to put like, time into training a martial art, I think that would be totally the way to go. And if she doesn't even think she can beat other women at all, then it sounds like she needs like a confidence boost and that maybe a training in a martial art would do that. Yeah. I also think it's kind of funny that you say like, hey, most attacks are by people, you know, which I think should make people more terrified like of the people they know. I, I was at a wedding and the, the best man was like to the woman, so you're married now. So statistically, the person most likely to kill you is my brother, you know, like with the husband. So it's like, <laughs> fuck, what do you do? But I think you're right about the anxiety in the martial art. Let me just read some of the responses from some of the people. Yeah. And then you can give your interpretation on it. Sure. Um, most people couldn't defend themselves properly if attacked by a bigger guy. <laughs> so running away from bad situations is the best idea. 100%. <laughs> And then somebody was like, as a big guy, I agree. Just run. You may lose your pride, but you'll keep your health and life. And yeah, that's why like sometimes I jokingly, or I, I don't know if it's me or if I read it from somebody else, but they were like, maybe the best base for self-defense is a track coach. Just like learn how to run. Yeah. Away. So that, that's the thing though, for this woman, that's not going to be her an answer. Even though that is a great answer, that is not going to help solve her anxiety because in her mind, she can't run. She can't escape the situation. The situation is going to happen to her. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. That's why I like some of the, that's why I, I don't love that answer necessarily when it's a cop out, like just run, like, what do you do? God right. forbid you're in the worst absolute situation. Well, so even, what, even if, even if she's presented like multiple situations where she's gotten away, she's always going to think about that. She's like, oh, the next one I won't be able to, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, she already has an anxiety. We have to cure that anxiety. Yeah. And I think this also applies to smaller men, too. Sure. Right? Like, every, like, like, a lot of people in dangerous situations. How do you get out of this? So one of the first answers was, you knew the ball. Yes. <clears throat> Attack the balls. Jab at the throat. Gouge the eyes. Fight dirty, as can this be... Fight as dirty as can be. This isn't a pageant. This is keeping safe and well. They messed up trying to hurt you. You don't deserve that. Fuck them up. Yeah, that's another way to think about it. Sure. <laughs> How do you feel about that, though? What if this girl did attack the throat or try to gouge the eyes or knee the fucking nuts? Like, is that something you would teach in a yeah, self-defense? Yes. But again, you have to equip this person with being able to handle like problem solving in this most anxious, some people are just going to be paralyzed by anxiety. People are paralyzed by anxiety when like something just happens in their life, let alone when there's like a physical assailant going on. This woman's not equipped to just do that. Like, oh, bite someone. Like she's not going to do that. Like you're not really addressing the person asking the question. This is an answer, but not to the person asking it. That's how I would think of it. So when I teach self-defense, 
like I, I used to teach self-defense. It was basically jujitsu with the purpose of like funneling towards a low blow, an eye gouge, or biting, or multiple. Like those are your equalizers, right? That's only going to make the fight like equal. You still have to fight potentially. So like you have to know like certain positions when you're in trouble, anatomies of like harm, like those type of things, when to be out of the situation. But everything you do, you're assessing which of those three is the easiest to get and how fast can I get that? Yeah. And so I'm kind of in a similar situation to you. Like I teach at this hippie school in the city and it's like a high school for like 12 to like 18 year olds. And they know I do a little bit of jujitsu. I'm just like a blue belt and I've done some Sambo, but I always talk about it. So like you teach a martial arts course with some Mm self-defense. And part of me was like, I love this. Like I've always wanted to do that. And I feel like it could prepare me. And I definitely know more than people that know nothing, but Mm -hmm. I also don't know that much. So I don't want to give somebody terrible advice. And my biggest fear is making somebody feel confident in themselves when they shouldn't be. But I also want them to feel like a little bit more confident than they currently are. You know, Uh, so there's like a there's like a weird balance there that I don't know how to attack. So there was something that somebody brought up that I want to read in another one of the comments, because somebody said, bite the fingers off, bite their lip. Mm -hmm. But somebody said, by the way, guys, there is something called escalation. And so if you go after their eyes and their lip and their bite, they might just realize, oh, shit, I could do the same thing. And you already know that they're not a good person if they're attacking you. Mm -hmm. So they are more adept at doing that than even you are instinctually, possibly. I mean, you could also make the argument that since they're attacking you out of the blue, they're already trying to kill you. Yeah, you can make that argument, too. Yeah. So you have to treat it like a war, I think, right off the get go. So you, you believe if, if someone is attacking, I mean, this is like a very deep philosophical question and politicians mm-hmm. get in trouble for this, but if someone is attacking like a woman or a small man, because mm-hmm. there are stories coming out from Russia and Ukraine of like horrible rapes. And some of them are like 85 year old women. Some of them are five year old women. Some of them are five year old boys, which is just insane to me. So it could be anybody. Do you try to... Do you, yeah, is it like you just must start planning like it's like a war, like fight to the death, but then it could lead to your death? Like, that's such a hard question to answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, in my mind, it is. If someone's that's like attacking st- you, they're already not respecting you as an individual and any right you have to just live freely. Like, it's an, yeah, it's an attack. Yeah, what are they just, it, it's just depending on the situation. I mean, I imagine it's probably harder with someone you know who you would think wouldn't harm you to that degree. But I don't know if anyone is attacking you, you have to assume that it could escalate to that. Yeah, you have to assume that it can get to that far. Do you think fighting back increases the opportunity of you yourself no. die? No, I think placating to the situation actually increases it. So, yeah, there are, there are politicians, there are people that will sometimes be like, just accept it and then survive. No, you, I, I think those scenarios end up way worse, especially with women. Really? Yeah, I think so. Where the person just feels like now I could dominate and I could. Yeah, they'll and- continue a relationship of sexual abuse and all these other. Yeah, I, I think it, it just continues. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine myself in that scenario. I think in a war zone, yeah, you fight to the death. You do whatever you can. Um, but I think that escalation thing is true. 
And so if you bite, you claw their eyes out, you do certain things, this person's already bigger than you. And they try to do similar things. It's like, fuck, like, I don't know. Like if, and if I have a baseball bat and Anderson Silva wants to fight me, there's almost a part of me that wouldn't want the baseball bat because if he takes it from me, I'm absolutely murdered. You know what I mean? So you're thinking because you don't have a baseball bat, you're going to receive some level of mercy. That's a lot to expect from someone you don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not by any of my statements right now. I'm just kind of thinking out loud. But oh, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have brass knuckles and now Mike Tyson wants to fight me. I'd rather not have (laughs) brass knuckles and upset him. You know, like part there's a part of me that's like, fuck, I'm going to die. You know, like. That'll just make him angrier if I fight back. But it's also like, well, if this is a war zone, you got to try your best. Like, you know, like, and I've heard stories of like survival, like people being shot in the face sometimes. And they're like, you know, fighting back, clawing back, like their guts are out and they hold them and drive to the hospital. Like the human. Imagine being this woman, though, because it sounds like she's dealing with this level of anxiety every single day. Mm hmm. Imagine having that thought process every single day. Like that's a hard psychological problem you have to address because those things aren't happening to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a smaller guy. I'm 5'10", like 150, like sometimes like 140. Like I was smaller in high school, but I think I was like always a little like stupid where I was just thought I was stronger than I was. Like, you know, like whatever. I'm fast, like I'm a man, I'm top I had drinking balls or something, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Let me read you. Let me read you another statement, a couple other statements. Sure. So this guy wrote, stay alert to your surroundings. Don't have earbuds and blocking sounds. Watch the body language of people around you. If you're exercising at night in a deserted area, which is probably a bad idea, stay in the street, not on the sidewalk. The best thing is to get out of the situation before it becomes violent. If you're in a life position where you can get a dog, get a German shepherd. That will be your best friend. He will defend you with his life. And most people have a fear of being bitten by an animal. If you walk, hike, carry a walking stick, not one of those fiberglass carbon ones, carry a wood stick, which is 115 to 120 centimeters long. Should you find yourself in a physical altercation, use the heel of your hand to smash hard his nose up and in, punch his throat, obviously his sack, grab, twist, kick, whatever you need to do, fingers, keys, stick, dirt, wherever. In a struggle for your life. There are no rules. Do not give up. Even a small woman who refuses to quit is a handful. Never quit. How do you feel about that? Jeez, that's a, it's, a, it's a loaded question. Like That was the one that got the most upvotes and also a lot of awards. So people, a lot yeah, of people- So a lot of it early on was like situational awareness. Of course. To me, that's common sense, but I guess you should go over those type of things. Yeah, I would just like to believe that if you are already thinking that all men are going to potentially harm you, you've probably already put your mindset in the frame of the attacker, right? Like if you already have a psychosis on like all these ways you can be attacked, well, it works the other way. Now you're thinking of all the ways that someone can attack you. So I would think your situation awareness is probably pretty high. You just have like a psychosis about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, but like instances of like getting a dog, I don't know about that. I don't think that like, if you want companionship, sure. And as a bonus, yeah, maybe that's another deterrent. 
is that something that's going to help defend you? I'm not sure about that. The dog thing is interesting. When the pandemic happened, I adopted a dog Mm -hmm. right away, partially because I love dogs. Partially, I was like, yo, if shit really does hit the fan in society, it's a good alarm system for your house. Like, you know, like they'll bark, they'll wake up, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I got a pit. I had a girlfriend in Mexico. She had a big, rest in peace, Simba. We had a big Doberman. And she would walk it around like middle of the night and Mexico City's rough and people would be, but Mexicans are scared of dogs, you know? So like sometimes people would walk near and they'd see this big fucking beast and they'd be like, oh, I'm walking the other way. But it also feels a little bit like a prop. And part of me also thinks like, but then you're walking it out late at night. So you're putting yourself in somewhat of a dangerous situation because you have to walk it now. Yeah. Right. So does it even out that you have it for protection at home, but then also now you have to be outside, you know, different hours of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think it's good to have a dog at home. I think it's the best type of alarm system mm-hmm. you can have, but I don't know if you should fully trust it. Yeah. I wouldn't get a, I wouldn't get a dog. Cause I'm scared that men are going to attack me. I would get a dog for a lot of reasons. And that being a potential little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like, the walking stick and stuff like, yeah, a, a gun would probably be better. I mean, pepper spray. I think all of those things would probably be better because a walking stick, like couldn't an attacker just use that to pin you down and choke you. And you know what I mean? Like, are you just giving a good weapon to the assailant? That's how some people feel about guns, too. So regardless of everything, you need to have training. Yes, but a gun is like it's a it's a moment. Of course, you're going to need training with the gun. Yeah, that should have been something I said right away. You can't just get a gun and you're good. And so say it is a girl. Where is she keeping this gun in her purse? And women have the messiest fucking purses I've ever seen. So it's like you got to find. Oh, no, honestly, I think you'd have to have it like holstered. So then what do you Yeah, Just exercising with like a gun on your hip? Like, I don't know. It seems kind (laughs) of intense. Like you might as well just go to the gym at that point. Like why it's like. For sure. Well, no, I'm, I'm I'm assuming this person is avoiding working out in parks. They're, they're not going out for runs. Like this person already has such a level of psychosis about this that it's she's probably so indoors and sheltered that she just feels like going to her work. There could be an altercation. You know what I mean? Like these are at least for this woman, I, I would guess. Mm-hmm. So like if you're already thinking about that like just on the way to work or something like situations you cannot avoid by going out in public. I'm like, yeah, some type of weapon. That's not a stick though. Again, I so think these, guy, are, these are all answers, but they're not really addressing the woman who's asking it. I feel. Yeah. But I think she's also asking like how to defend herself. Let me just review the question and go back. Okay. Uh, I'm physically small woman. How should I defend myself if I ever get attacked by a man? Mm-hmm. That was the main question. So that's what they're answering. The other okay. stuff I read, like the anxiety was like kind of background information. And I mean, asking such an open-ended question, I guess you just get so many open-ended questions. It's like all the ways in which you could be attacked require all the ways in which you would need to defend, right? You can't just, there's no one universal. Yeah. What happens if you are on a, like, like you said, most rape is like date rape or somebody that you know. So what happens if you're already in your apartment and you think things are nice and then it leads to something like that's a different type of fighting scenario than right. if you're on the street, right? I mean, that's, that's why I believe like Brazilian jiu-jitsu with the way like learning it in a means of funneling towards a nutshot eye gouge or biting 
like using jujitsu to get to those three things and doing those three things using jujitsu to get out of the situation too is the way I would say is the best probably for you. Because if it is someone you know, they're already way closer in your space, then you would let an attacker be. Okay. So I want to go into deeper into those particular tactics, but let me just okay. read a few things because about sure. like which jujitsu tactics would be best that you'd want to teach. Okay. Somebody wrote, I apologize for jumping in here, but before accepting advice on self-defense tactics against a grown man, understand that men are naturally stronger physically. Mm-hmm. A close friend took a self-defense course in college and she joked she could take me. I moved some furniture around, laid some ground rules. In three attempts she tried, it was over in less than five seconds. It was a sobering lesson for her. I'm not military, no martial arts. I'm no badass. Your best defense is to run to the nearest lighted populated area and make a shitload of noise or get yourself some real firearm training. Don't let men get that close to you because if they do, chances are you will be grievously injured or killed. Dang, this is the wrong thing to say to this woman. And then somebody else <laughs> kind of backed them up. You have no idea why the top rated post is a bunch of urban legend bullshit perpetuated by people who have no experience being in a physical altercation with a bunch of people commenting like it works. You need to run. You need to fucking run like your life depends on it and draw as much fucking attention to yourself as possible because crowds are your friend in that situation. There's a concept in fighting called escalation. If someone is 50 pounds heavier than you, massively stronger, and you decided to try and gouge out their eyes, guess what? You've just reminded a person that is 50 pounds heavier than you and stronger that they can gouge your eyes out. You're not right. going to pop. So again, the, the, the answer is not so bad. It's the way you frame it. Like you're basically saying, yes, all guys can easily eat you alive. So run. No, 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 no. Running is the answer. Yeah, for sure. Getting the fuck out of there for sure. But do, but framing it as like, this is the best means of getting yourself out of the situation. Not if you don't do it, it's just, it's a hard, like you got to speak to that like mental problem. Honestly, the only way I would imagine someone can overcome this mentally is by training in something like actually going through the fire for a few years. Like, like you, you feel it like with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like once you've been smashed for years and years and years and years, all of a sudden altercation happens, you have way more clarity. You have way more better judgment. Like those are the things that equip you to make the best decision for whatever situation presents itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's a tough answer for someone to hear like, oh, you're going to have to train a few years in this. But I do okay, think th- it's super helpful. That's what I was going to ask. Mentally. You. So this class I'm going to be teaching, I'm only teaching it for a month and it's three, three times a week. Okay. Is it possible that that is worse? Because imagine that they never take a class again in anything. Is that almost worse than not taking any self-defense class ever? Because now you have a false sense of confidence. No, no. Well, you have to frame it to those students as such, like. All I, can do, all I can do is basically equip you with some things that might help you in a scenario, but this isn't by no means a safe way out of anything. Okay. The you way I was- mean? Like, this is just yeah. going to raise your chance. It's not going to necessarily get you out. Like, you have to frame it in that scenario. Like, you need exactly. a lot of training to be confident and good to get out of a situation. So what I was planning on this class, what my goal was, was- 
to focus on that initial part of like anticipation, being aware of your surroundings, Mm -hmm. like viewing people, paying attention to body language and showing like a lot of fight videos of things that can happen to slightly scare them, but also let them be aware of these are scenarios that exist. Plus in New York Mm -hmm. City, some fucked up shit has been happening. I mean, think fucked up shit always happens. Some woman was stabbed to death in her apartment by some crazy dude that followed her there. People are getting pushed off into the subways. Like terrible things are happening. And a lot of time they're happening to smaller women. Mm -hmm. And so in this high school I teach at, they're smaller women, you know? So it's like, I feel like I want them to learn stuff. And then I was going to teach them some basic things like with the hopes that they continue to want to study things like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai, which I think like two are the better ones for self-defense because they involve some grappling and like body control. Yeah. And I want to teach them the basics like, well, this is a guard. This is a side control. This is a mount and maybe like one or two sweeps, you know, that we just like review throughout the entire month. And then the idea is then run, you know, and then like mm-hmm. have like a whistle or something like that. Yeah. When you taught your course, since you're far more advanced, like how long was your course and what were some of your core principles? I think I taught it. I think I taught it a few days a week and it was semester. It was for a college course. So however long that lasts. And I would teach them a lot of just basic stuff at, at first, you know, preface them with understanding statistics, who is likely to be harming you. What are the statistics for getting out of the situation? Like letting them know exactly like what situation they're most likely to be in. And so I would teach them to learn how to fall, you know, to learn how to stand back up, you know, standing back up in a means that's not giving distance to your assailant. And then a lot of things of like getting up from scenarios, how to get up and get out of scenarios. And all along those ways, it's like, Again, funneling to one of those three, what I would call equalizers, but getting up and out of there. Yeah. And of course, you're equipping them with all this stuff of like how much noise you make, raises the chances significantly of getting out of the situation and never, never just submitting ever. I remember the statistics were not good for that ever. Can you give me like an estimate on this? uh, Man, I can't. It was like a decade ago. So even if I gave the right one, it's probably not the same number. What do you mean by submitting? Is it like what we were talking about earlier? Like don't even. Yeah, if you were submissive, if you were quiet, thinking like, okay, this will get me alive out of the situation, it was usually wrong. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised by that. Okay, and then how did you lead it into certain things? Like you said, of like biting, scratching. Like, what was your technique? Like, was it like while they were, did they like get guard and they did that? Because part of me thinks like if they get guard, they're holding the guy against them too. So does it even make sense to bite and claw at that position? Or so is it, they it, have to- it, it was more a matter of like learning how to frame and framing yes. in a means of like, can I take their eye or something? Right. And as I'm framing, learning how to shrimp, learning how to kick them in the nuts before you stand up and get out of there. And then do like a technical stand up or something. Like hopefully- No, the technical stand up would be in kicking them. Like I would frame to get a technical standup and in the technical standup, instead of just withdrawing my leg, kicking them in the balls before I stood up. Interesting. Like kind of like a front kick or like a, like a, just like a push. Yeah. Like when you're based on your foot and hand and the leg that would, you know, slide out from under you actually moves forward and kicks them before you slide it out. 
nice. That's a good technique. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's something you would do to someone in MMA, but you would try to be kicking them in the leg just to make sure you're maintaining distance here in the scenario, like you presented, like in a guard. Yeah. You would use the frame to get into, you know, shrimping to enable you to get a technical stand up to kick them in the balls. Now, if you can be taking out their eyes while you're getting out that frame, it further enables the chances to getting shrimping down, right? Like that frame will be a lot stronger. Like if this guy has crazy pressure on you, well, hitting their eye as you're framing is going to help, right? So you have a good frame, you have a likely better chance of shrimping. You have a better chance of shrimping, you have a better chance of technical stand-up. You kick them in the nuts. Now you know that when you stand up, you have a shot at running. Because if you just hit a technical stand-up without no nut shot, this guy might still be able to take you down again. Exactly. And, and you got to let them know that. Like maybe your nut shot doesn't hit, takes you down again. You got to be ready to do it again and again and again and again. Yeah, I have to further emphasize that because I also fall into this trap in class where, you know, the teacher will show a move like this is how you get out of side control. Like the person's on top of you, like perpendicular mm -hmm. to you on your chest. Mm -hmm. And he'll be like, lift your hips up, put your arm underneath them and then kind of slide out while rotating your body. Right. And I'll be like, well, it didn't really work. And he'll be like, well, you got to do it again. <laughs> like, you know, like they don't want you to, they don't want you to let it work. And so you got to like, you got to do it like eight times. And so, yeah. and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a fight kind of, you know, it's not like just a, it's not a pass code. Yeah. You know, people where... have to learn that it's a skill like anything else, right? Like if you give me a firearm, I'm not going to go. Someone gives me a demo on how to shoot it. I'm like, yo, I'm good. Like, no, like it takes practice. Like any skill in the world. So fighting is of no difference. Self-defense. Yeah, exactly. Because people will be like, oh, no, you just pull the trigger. But it's like, OK, no, but there's, what there's if no moving? weekend crash course in protecting yeah. your life. Yeah. And so that, that's definitely. why I think like the more time in that fire, the less anxiety you have, the less anxiety you have, the better decisions you can make. Uh, yeah, I, if I have have her daughter, I feel like she has to do jujitsu. Like I would just that's like you're definitely 100 percent doing of all the arts, I think jujitsu would be the best in aiming for women's self-defense. You think even more than Muay Thai? Yes. Why? Because maybe a guy can take a lot of shots. Like unless they're very good at learning Muay Thai and distance management, but all it takes for one takedown and you're on the floor, well, you don't know how to get up now. And again, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're talking about the scenario that's most likely to produce itself, it's someone you know. So the assailant's already probably in your personal space, in your home, next to you is muay yeah. thai gonna matter if you're on the couch no but brazilian jiu-jitsu could yeah i agree with you i think right? uh, if you're on the subway is muay thai gonna matter you don't have the distance you yeah. know so like there's a lot of scenarios where like you're assuming the attack is from a distance but if i'm already seeing someone that's potentially gonna attack me i could already run so i think jiu-jitsu is the best because it's already automatic like the scenario has already produced itself so out of jujitsu, Muay Thai or wrestling, say we had wrestling to that, would you, what would you do? You'd still pick jujitsu? For a woman, I still say jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. For a man, it's a little different. For a man, what would you pick? I'd probably pick wrestling. Wrestling. I think so too, because if you could take the person down, you know how to throw a punch, right? Like just do whatever you, even in MMA, when you see people take people down, like, they'll just throw sloppy hammer fists. And these are the most trained people in the world, right? And they're still just like fucking 
they wouldn't look like they're the most trained people in the world sometimes when I see ground and pound. Mm -hmm. It's just like, let me hit you as fast as possible, but you got them to the ground and you'll succeed, you know? And chances are somebody doesn't know jujitsu, so they're not going to get you in like an arm bar or something. I think if it was a woman though, I think I would like, like if I had to do a percentage breakdown, mm -hmm. I would do like, do 80% jujitsu, 20% Muay Thai. So that sure. way you do yeah. not. I mean, you, you, elbows, you, you aim the question as in like, you could choose one. So yeah, I would choose that. Yeah. But if you ultimately had I would like a bigger selection. Yeah. <laughs> percentage breakdown. How would you do it between BJJ, Muay Thai and wrestling? It would still be mostly jujitsu. I'd probably say seven, maybe 15% wrestling. 10% Muay Thai, 5% strength and conditioning. Okay. All right. Yeah, that make that makes sense. I think I think we're on the same path. If it is a woman, I would do yeah, majority jujitsu. Yeah. So you could know how to use their clothes. You could maybe Again, choke them out. Right. Yeah, that too. But like it's also like the situation most likely to present itself. Again, the assailants basically on you before you realize like, oh shit, I'm being attacked. Yeah. And the worst case scenario is like a rape, not like, oh, they just punch you a couple times. Cause as terrible right. as that is, at least you still have your life and it's just some degenerate, like, you yeah. know, hitting you where if like rape could lead to something like far more horrible. And then, yeah, you're in the position you're on ground fighting. And so that, mm. that that's most important. Yeah. I think I would do like 70, 20, 10 like that because i feel like yeah. your elbows and knees are the strongest and if you do know how to use that a little bit that would help with like framing like you said mm -hmm. like get a good kick to get up like fighting off to get back you know even maybe tripping them a little bit mm -hmm. plus the girls i know that do muay thai and jiu-jitsu are tough as fuck so like yep. why like why don't you want to i feel like then they would you'd meet other women like that and i feel like you would teach each other anytime i see like women train together they all become best friends and i think that's like and i i don't feel like that happens in other things women do <laughs> you know like i feel oh. like i feel like in pta meetings or like other that's like very whatever cliche but like i feel like in other things you'll see women get catty with each other but i feel like these jujitsu women like are always like let's go on vacation together <laughs> like let's like do yeah that is an interesting thing I've never really noticed. I've never really thought about it, but I think you're right. They become best friends. I'm like, yo, how long have you guys known each other? Like, oh, yeah. I feel like, I mean, guys are like that too, in the sense that we become friends. My favorite part of jujitsu is like, I'll literally know people for a year and a half and I don't even know what job they have or like their last name, but I like, they're my friend. <laughs> you know, it's like yep. Ron Swanson for Parks and Rec. It's like, oh yeah, I don't, they're, they're a good dude. They have really oh. dope fucking guillotine. Like, you know, 100%. and we're like, good if you see that person on the street struggling with something, you're going to help them. No question. What do you mean? Like someone you train with who's, whose last name you don't know, whose job oh, yeah. you have no idea. You see them on the side of the road, or if you see them in a store struggling with something, you're like, yo, like you've got them. Yeah. We're like, of course. we're like, they're if tired. you know someone at work and you see them in the store, you just might try to avoid them. Yes. This is why like jujitsu is like a cult too, because yeah, even when you have like different political beliefs, like, yeah, somebody at work, you might be like that fucking liberal fuck, you know, or that conservative <laughs> piece of shit. But like in jujitsu, like 
I could be liberal or I could be like, I could have different opinions. And I feel like people will be like, all right, well, like go deeper into it. And they'll be like, whatever, I don't care. But like, they won't hate you, you know? Cause they'll be like, whatever, we fight together, <laughs> you know? So yeah, you trust like, them that they're going to let go of stuff. Yeah, that's a good, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I just thought it was like trusting every single person that like does a movement. You're just drilling, essentially. You're literally trusting them to stop when you say stop. Because if mm-hmm. they don't, you're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a level of I'm, trust. Like, it's crazy. That's totally fair. Yeah. How long? I mean, I know this isn't like easy, but like, uh-huh. all right, say there's a woman or small man, people that are just scared. Okay. What is a good amount of time somebody you think should train where they should feel maybe like, look, if you train this long, you will feel 80% less anxious. So medicine, like, you know what I mean? Like what, what's like a good time frame you would tell somebody? I would say one to two years, the levels will go down significant, but I don't think training should ever stop. I agree. Right. So it's one of these things where it's like, adopt this into your lifestyle and you will be very happy you did it. I think the two year thing, like for me, there's like two levels. The first one is six months where I think like you should prepare to kind of hate yourself for six months because you're just going to get dominated. Mm -hmm. And then I think someone new comes and you realize like, oh my God, I didn't like either you dominate them or you're like, oh my God, I did better because they don't know what they're doing and you know what you're doing. And then you get that confidence boost and that'll get you to the next year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be like, oh, that's like a associate's degree. Like, you know, like you're right. not a genius, but like you have like now basic understanding and people, I think they get a little nervous, like, oh my God, two years. But it's like, that's like a lifetime skill. Like of why wouldn't you do that for two years? Plus you get in better shape. You make friends. Yeah, like, you I, know? I would say like two years at twice a week. I think two years, people think like maybe work like five days a week. I mean, that would be sick. But even like twice a week for two years, like that would be good. Yeah. I, yeah. Two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. Treated like a, a legit, like a, more than a hobby, but less than work, but valuable. There's another Reddit thread where they said, do you consider fighting skills an essential life skill? Helio Gracie once said every child should know how to swim, ride and fight. Is he right? Kind of. Yeah. So I I think of it as fight or flight, like be good at both, be adept at both. If you're, if, if you're really good at one, then maybe you don't have to worry about the other one as much, but there's still like, there's someone faster than you at some point, you have to be able to beat them in a fight. Someone better than you at fighting, you better be better at running than them. So like, I think you need both and swimming is another valuable skill of, yeah, being able to survive, not a person, but you know, the terrain. Yeah, the fucking ocean or the pool or whatever. Like, God Yeah, forbid, so, fight. so fight is more than just like a person fighting your environment, fighting your, like, whatever's potentially going to harm you. So, like, one, yeah, those are your essential life skills. One person didn't totally agree with that. They were like, well, I don't like that he said ride, swim, and fight. He said it should be ride, swim, or self-defense. Is that guy just being, like, anal with verbiage, you Maybe. know? Maybe, is there a difference in your opinion? Is it just sounds nicer when you say ride, swim, fight? <laughs> like, you know, it's like each syllable, like self-defense throws it off. Yeah, I would say he is probably just being a little anal about that. But 
I don't know. So like, if we're going to differentiate like fight being like maybe the first to attack as opposed to self-defense, I don't know if there's much difference. Like if you can defend yourself, then you should also be able to attack. I get the point. Like you don't want to attack first. I don't know. Sometimes I think you do though. It's a preemptive strike that things, things can, a situation could present itself where you might need to be the attacker. I, I do believe that. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Why let some, before I did any training, like I would do like some nightclub promotions and stuff. Like I'd be out in the city and like occasionally like people are fucking stupid when they're drunk. And sometimes like, I remember this one guy, his, I was a promoter. So his girlfriend knew me. Like I always let him or let her into like these clubs and stuff. And then he was jealous because we were talking one day mm-hmm. and like he came outside and he was like, he like put his face like right into my face. He was like, let's fight. And I oh, was wow. like, all right, like, throw a punch. He's like, no, you throw a punch. And then it was like one of those games. I was like, there's cops everywhere. Like, you want to throw the punch? Like, sure. Like, let's fight. And I that's happened a couple times. I guess people see that I'm like smaller and also fucking handsome and charming, you know? So they get jealous. <laughs> and so my always reaction though was like, go throw a punch. I must have had some fucking magic though, because people have thrown punches and nobody's ever connected. They always hit my shoulder or people just don't know how to throw a punch, I guess. Yeah, but that's I feel like part of it too. Yeah. Three times in my life, like I've been drunk and been like, go. And like, I'll get hit in the shoulder or to like miss or graze my head. Like, I don't know if I'm doing some Neo Matrix shit by accident, you know, because I'm like blackout, but whatever. I've gotten lucky. But now that I've trained a little bit, like, I realized like I was stupid with some of that stuff. Like, I should have. Mm-hmm at least like push them away and created some distance, you know? And like, even if that seems like aggressive with like the pushing away, like why am I letting them get so close to me? And why am I letting them like throw a punch? Am I antagonizing that? And so I feel like in some ways, definitely learning how to fight has, I'll I'll definitely be like more careful of my surroundings and be like, all right, I don't want to do this. But I also feel like in some of those particular situations, I might've been a little bit more aggressive in not just allowing something bad to possibly happen to me. You know what I mean? Like I would just mm-hmm. put it up to faith. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get it completely. The scenario I, I would try to provide is like, if people are like, oh no, you should never have to be the first attacker. There's always a situation in which someone gets too close to you. And, and people think like, like distance wise, like to them personally, they can just back up and stuff. So the situation I present is to your home where your home can't move. If there was 10 men and you saw them 100 feet from your house, okay. But if they crept up 10 feet at a time, maybe every hour, right? At a certain time, you're going to be like, oh, no, I have to do something before they're in your house. Mm -hmm. So like there is a time where like, okay, they haven't attacked, but there's a certain point in which they get close to you where you have to attack. You know something bad is going to happen. If I see 10 men that are just every hour, they just creep up another 15 feet to my house at a certain point, the 20 feet from my house, 10 feet from my house, something's happened. Yeah. You know, like th- th- no way. Yeah. I mean, with 10 men, I think that, yeah, it's different, but I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, I'm just saying there are, so look, yes, there are a lot of ways to avoid being the first for sure in so many ways, but there is scenarios where you may have to be first. Yeah, uh, when I'm going back to this guy, his face was in my face and he's definitely bigger than me, definitely stronger than me mm-hmm. and definitely angrier than me. Like, yo, 
alpha. So yeah, I don't know. And I didn't even do anything. I was like, dude, I, I don't know. I guess I come off like an asshole. I don't know. But I was like, come on. Like, what are you trying to do? But I was like, if you want to fight, like we can fight. Like, it'll be fun. Like, you know, like, let's go. But now I think I would be way calmer, but I definitely would have pushed him. Mm-hmm. And I might have even tried to like trip him and then walk away, <laughs> you know, like be like, yo, get on the floor. Like I might have, I don't know what I would have done. I, I haven't been in that situation in a while. If someone even touches me, so even if it's forehead to forehead, even if their hand is like extended out and touching me, we're fighting. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, it was like forehead. So remember me and Artie were in a situation once where we were in San Diego and our friend got a, uh, what happened to our friend? Did somebody punch him? Well, I don't know the scenario. More specific, please. Remember at Sunshine Bar with the, I wasn't with, there. I was away for a week. Oh, you weren't there. Yeah, so that was like the craziest thing. I'm like, of course, the one week I'm away, a crazy, crazy shit runs down. So I was outside a bar. We have a friend, Dane, and we have a friend, J-Town. And I think somebody pushed Dane or punched Dane. And then I was drunk so that I just punched that guy. But it happened to be like 12 dudes there, eight dudes there. And they were like kind of beach white supremacist dudes. And then they beat the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I woke up like a minute later and they were gone. And my wallet was gone and an ambulance was there. And it was a great story because it was Halloween type. So four people that were dressed as the Care Bears came out to try to break it up. But I was like, fuck, I was like, but that was before I did anything. That was just me being young and trying to defend my friends. I think I got a good shot off, but like, obviously not good enough. But I wonder if I should have, re- I w- how I would react now if something like that happens. Mm. Would, would I be like equally as like, let me just jump in and not look at my surroundings? Would I be like, well, let me just calculate this. Let me just try to get my friend out and avoid all fighting. I wonder how I'd feel about it. Because that was definitely the most dangerous situation I've been in. Because people... The people that we were there with were like, oh, yeah, Noob, you got kicked in the head a few times. And like one of the girls we were with was like a nurse. <laughs> like, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of, I was lucky, but it could have been very bad, right? Concrete. Like, I hate seeing people fight on. Yeah. Concrete. I remember where I was in the room, or at least what this room looked like, hearing on the phone call when I had heard about all of this. I was like, what? I couldn't believe that that happened. Yeah, that was nuts. But yeah, I mean, looking at it now, would things have transpired differently? Maybe. It's such a hard thing to say. Because like, are you outnumbered? How much longer? I mean, does the scenario end up better? Probably. Because you're probably more averse to fighting. And then if you are fighting, you're more of a, a hassle to deal with. Even if there is more numbers, it's still that much more. That time I threw a punch. I think now if it happened, I would take him down. But if I didn't notice yet, if I didn't notice yet, I'd get kicked in the head again. So I think I would end up in the same situation. Maybe. At least got a takedown. I would have been like sick. Or I mean, being at this age, maybe you're just, you're not going to frequent that bar. Yeah, but it was like the typical bar. It wasn't like a bar known for fighting or anything. It was called Sunshine. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Nice San Diego beach bar, but there are obviously some like San Diego beach bums, you know, and yeah. they were like kids. I heard they've been fighting like a lot of people. So, yeah, that was, I think regardless, though, 
I, we're, I'm just trying to talk about both sides. Some training is always better than no training. But in yes. the end, you have to reiterate, dude, like the word sophomore means wise fool. And I think mm. they mean like freshman or fresh meat, like fucking beat. You know, you are low on the totem pole. But sometimes sophomores, those people with a little bit of education think they're better than they are. Yeah. And it's almost worse to be like one of these wise fools. I don't know, though. I don't know if it is because like chances are nothing is going to happen to you. Like statistics are very good that you're not going to get attacked. So like, is it nice going about your day to day a little ignorant? Probably better than the woman that's paralyzed by fear. Yeah, but the ignorant is a little bit different because I think they mean with like a sophomore, it's somebody that has a little bit of fighting experience and then just thinks they know it all. So they might get involved in shit that they should have never, where at least a woman that's paralyzed by fear is like, I'm not going near that. I guess, but which life is nicer to live? That's, 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 that's the good. question to answer, right? Like, yes, one is better prepared, I guess, in one instance than the other. But is that life better? I don't know. Yeah, I'm almost think, advocating a life of ignorance here because it's like it, it's a lot better than worrying about it every single day. We Only have to figure out if you that question that on the Instagram. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think that's a good spot to kind of leave it at which life is better, like a little bit of uh, experience, even though it may get you in some danger or no experience and being scared. Well, I would frame it a little differently than that because of course they're going to say experience. It's almost saying like having like a false sense of security or being ignorant with no sense of security. (laughs) Okay. Something like that would be like, oh, okay. I'm with you. I don't know if there's a right answer to that because it's like, it's the life you want to live. And I guess for that month that I teach this, I'm going to teach straight up kind of like kind of what you said, really good frames how to slightly attack while you are framing and doing technical standups mm-hmm. and yeah, re- reviewing statistics and create situational awareness for where you are and what you need to do. Maybe like a collar choke if they have like a tie. Sure. There's different scenarios where it's like you can be attacked in so many different ways and so many different ranges. It's just important to understand what those ranges are, where your surroundings are. It seems like most women are attacked in very close quarters where it's like, are you going to have time to get in your purse and get pepper spray? No. But if you were walking into a park and you had pepper spray in your hands, that's a great solution. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you have to be understanding of the scenario you're in, like going into the scenario. I also can't believe because in reading some of these threads, some women and some people were like, oh yeah, pepper spray is, pepper spray is illegal in my country. And they're like, we have to have bear spray, but you could use it if you needed to against a person, but you could get in trouble. And in my head, I'm like, and in France, apparently like this farmer had like four people break into his house and he killed one of them with a shotgun. And the prime minister of France was like, no, I don't believe that was appropriate. And I'm like, how can you not believe four people are breaking into your home? Like sometimes when I'm home, like I just imagine like, what happens if somebody like came up my stairs? Mm-hmm. Like that is really creepy. That's like horror movie shit. Yeah. And I think my first reaction would be to just scream at the top of my lungs and then see their reaction. And if they're just like Zen, like attack them or if they run away. I'd be like, all right. Awesome. Like, you know, like it would be mm-hmm. like something primal. 
it definitely wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to do fucking Taekwondo or I'm going to get like, I'd be like, of course, what the fuck? Like, get the fuck out. Like, I would scream as like the animals do, you know, where they're like screaming and hoping that that's like the thing that creates fear. And then it's like, dude, what was your reaction to that? Like, that's creepy if that ever happened. So interesting that you bring up the France thing, because I know someone from France and he said that people in Europe, all throughout Europe, because they have like basically cops without guns. So they have basically criminals from other country that will just take a train over there for the day, rob a house and go home or just like do these criminal activities because they know they're not going to die. There is no fear of getting shot. There is no worry that the person inside the home is going to shoot you. That's so wild to me. That's a very wild thing. Yeah, it's, it's the reason why he's in America now. I definitely don't. Most of the time when I see police killing somebody in our country, I'm like, they shouldn't have done that. But there's definitely some times where I'm like, I, there's definitely, even though I disagree with most police killings that I see, I also would never be like, oh, no, cops shouldn't have guns. Because then that's also just like, no, you're like, I just, I feel like there's no middle ground anymore. You know, yeah. like there's always like, oh, no, well, it has to be this way. If you feel that, like, why can't it just be, give them just much better training, you know, and kill less. But yeah. definitely give them guns. Like, yeah, there's I, fucking I, terrible people out there. And he was saying in Paris, cops without guns. He's like, no one really I, listens. <laughs> yeah. I saw a police officer kill some dude just a few days ago and it was like a traffic stop and the license plates were different and the guy tries to run away and the cop was like, don't fucking run away. And then they kind of get into like a wrestling match, like on top of them. And the cop shoots him in the head a couple of times. And I felt like in that scenario, like Andrew Yang, he's running for office. He was like, every cop should be a purple belt. I feel like in that scenario, like that guy could have, if he had better control of him, he wouldn't have had to kill him, you know? But maybe it, it's so tough unless you're there. It, it It's such a tough situation. Yeah. Cause sometimes I feel like there was a guy at a Wendy's. He got, he was drunk in his car and then he fell asleep in the, his car. And then he, then he turned his car into a parking spot and then just slept there. But somebody called the cops on him because he fell asleep in the line, you know, mm-hmm. like, like he wasn't violent. And then the cop came and then he was like, dude, just get me an Uber. Just do just like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, or I'll just walk, I'll just sleep in my car. And the cop was like, no, I got to take you in for DUI. And then mm-hmm. he ran and then the cop shot him. And to me, like that cop was totally wrong. It was like, dude, that guy's not, a, he was like, let me call an Uber. Like at that point, it's like, you don't need to like, to me, that's quota shit. Like this, like you have different license plate, like whatever, like I get it. Like you don't know. Right. So I, I think right. everything has difficult. I just wish we like discussed the nuance a little bit more, but the purple belt thing, like part of me was like, yeah, just take them fucking down, you know? And like hold them there. Like, I feel like maybe, but I don't know, maybe. Uh, it's tough. Cause it's like one of those things. It's like, yeah, if everyone on the force had a purple belt, would that be better? Sure. But if that, you made that a requirement, would that lessen your force numbers wise? Then is that yeah. better? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these questions. I don't know the answers. I feel like more elite officers is better than just more officers. Maybe. That's the way I I, I don't pay know. Pay more, make them more elite. I feel like a lot of things officers do nowadays anyway, even though we're digressing a little bit, is like fucking parking tickets and being a nanny. Like, you know, like 
it's not like rape, murder, fucking armed robberies. It's like a lot of times like maintaining society. And I think honestly, cameras and local security could do that, you know, like neighborhood watch, like proper lighting, like they're saying, like situational awareness, Mm -hmm. but for the rough shit, like gang shit, like, you know, where there's higher levels of crime and violence that are far higher percentages than in other areas. Like, yeah, give me like more well-trained officer. Like, you know, it should be like, yo, if you have a purple belt, like, all right, you go from making 80 grand to like 110 grand. It should like, like they do that in school, right? If you're a teacher and you got to, sure, yeah, you could definitely make incentives for that higher learning. And we have like a middle ground. Sure. Yeah, they pay teachers higher if they get an additional master's, you know, you get like 10, 12,000 a year extra because they figure, you know, more. Yeah. But then you'd have like, you'd have McDojo's that would just start giving out fucking blue belts and purple and then dilute shit. But if they really earned it, like that would be like, fuck yeah. All right. So you want to have like a summation here in terms of answering this girl's question, what you would think to tell her? What you said, two years of fucking jujitsu and some striking just in case and do that and make friends and work with these other girls and work with these guys, maybe wrestling with some guys and occasionally defeating some people after two years will give you this confidence. And also maybe like being with these men may ease some of your concern. I mean, it could also make it. There's some creepy dudes, but hopefully I want to believe more people on the mat are nicer than not, but more people in the world are nicer than not. Yeah, you're right. right. Yeah. So I would say two years of fucking training. And if you're that scared, you don't want to be scared your whole life that much. So even if two years can lower your anxiety by 25%, amazing. Right. So just like do that in eight years might lower your anxiety, be like fucking 80%, you know, like be a black belt, keep channeling yourself, like, you know, and all these abilities and strengths, like just keep training. And yeah, do some of the things that the other people said, get a gun for your home in worst case scenarios, like have a dog, mm-hmm. no, like even a little dog that yaps, that creates security. So then you could get your gun quicker. I think all of these things were somewhat valuable. Yeah. Like the biting and the eye stuff. Like sometimes that makes me a little nervous. Cause I do kind of agree with what that guy said with like escalation that like, Oh, I could just do that. Right. But then, yeah, in worst case scenarios, you should know how to do that. But first learn like the jujitsu and Muay Thai. I think so. Even if nothing else for like just that sense of clarity, it, it, it changes. It changes. I know because I used to get like more nervous in those types of scenarios where like today, I, yeah, it's a different sense of confidence when these real big problems hit you. Yeah, I know for myself. I feel like I've trained at four different schools now for over like a year at each school. And I remember like the first time, like I went from one school to another, I was like really nervous. I was like, Oh my God, these people are going to think things about me, you know? And I just remember I'd always have like these nervous feelings. Then now I'm kind of like, Oh, it's just a class. Like, I don't care. Like I feel confident in myself, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not good. I still feel like, yeah, I know some things and I'm respectful to the class and I could defend myself. And I just know that I don't have that same like heartbeat that I used to. And that right. makes me feel myself. That's and so I like, mean. yeah, yep. so like just doing that, but it all comes with time. You can't just be, you can't do it for like a couple weekends a month and then be like, I'm done. You're it's almost worse. It's not worse, but it's almost worse if you have the wrong mentality. Yeah. 
All right. I think that's good for tonight. Thanks for listening. Like always, guys, catch you next time. Maybe answer some more questions. Peace. Hey, guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig. Or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast. Or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta. It would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.